Welcome back to the ALG podcast. I hope that you're all having a wonderful week. If you're listening to this on the day of drop, it is officially Friday. So I hope that you're having that Friday feeling. I'm joined today Let's by Let's go to my... the bars. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No, can't go to the bars. No, no you can't. It's not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. Corona lives in bars. Um, no more Corona talk. We're done. We're locked out. Nope. We're locked out. <laughs> We're locked pausing. Out. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um... Today we are joined by a very special guest. You may know her as Britta and the Beast on Instagram. Today we have Britta Kling, we have David Roden, and we have, well, me, but who cares? Um, And today we're here to talk all about Britta's wonderful journey. For those that don't know Britta, she's probably one of the sweetest people on Instagram. Like, I don't think that she hates anything. Like, I think that a house could drop on her and she just wouldn't care. She'd be like, ah, it's cool. (laughs) Eh, it's fine. It's okay. okay. We're going to be fine. Okay. Everything's fine. Um, yeah. Britta also has a Rottweiler that I'm going to go and steal. Um, and Ooh. that's why the Rottweiler is not in the video. Oh, and there she is. Oh, my God. Such a gorgeous dog. I love her. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Britta, what's new? What's going on? Not much. I had the day off. Did some cleaning. Skate this morning. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's dope. Good day. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So for those that don't know you, why don't you give us just a brief little rundown about yourself? Because I, okay. I feel like I, I feel like our relationship over the last five four months is completely sham because I just found out you're <laughs> vegan. Like yeah. it's kind of impressive how th- yeah. I, we've we've been talking on the Discord server for four months. And yeah, I had no yeah. idea. It's been about four months also that I went vegan, but um my name's Britta. I'm 33 next week. Hey. Like oh, 11 days from now, sorry. Uh, I am vegan, plant-based. I'm working towards vegan, uh, but I am plant-based. Uh, vegan is a lifestyle. Plant-based is a diet, like we kind of say. But um, I Notice how she said how we kind of say. All of a sudden, she's in a cult. That's it. We kind of <laughs> say that. <laughs> I'm in the club. They, they officially <laughs> accepted me into the club, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, am almost down 70 pounds since my heaviest, um, but pretty much been heavy all my life since I was a kid and, uh, all the way through high school, I lost a hundred pounds after high school, gained it all back with bad habits and the wrong mindset and everything like that. And, uh, finally started straightening out my brain about September of last year, 2019, and then COVID happened, and I gained my 35 that I lost back. Right. And then I'm back 35 down and down close to 70 now for my heaviest. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, when you did it the first time, what was the, uh, what was the shift in your life that kind of, you know, I don't want to ask like the cliche, but like, what was the why? Well, that too. And, and but honestly, backtrack before that too, because I'm, I'm intrigued on your full story. Um, so yeah. answer that and then just go, kind of go back to the details. Um, the why the first time was really, I just, uh, got out. Of, I met someone was dating someone, got out of college, started working and just started getting healthy, but started drinking too much and wasn't eating and just doing it the whole wrong way. Right. You know, laxatives and, and all of that. Oh, trying to just yeah. try and I, I just wanted, I had a vision in my head of who I wanted to be. And I, what I wanted to look like, and that's what I went for. And then it was just all wrong. And that so, just involved a lot of pooping. You just thought very, you were going to get, you you just know, thought like, you were get there from just shitting. Metamucil <laughs> just <pizza>. every day. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I just, 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 just pizza and laxatives, baby. 
Yeah, well, it was not know, good. And beer, you know, salads, yeah, and beer, beer, and more laxatives. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, it's like water. It's like ninety percent water. It's like it's like clear. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was something, but uh, ended up gaining it all back, and now here I am again, losing it all over again. I, and I'm I'm looking forward to when we get to this point because I remember in the Discord server last week you made a pretty impactful statement just talking about how you tend to have that slide and how this is different. So oh. I'm looking forward to that conversation, mm -hmm. but I do want to backtrack. Like, so early on in life, I mean, mm -hmm. habits and rituals of your heaviest weight, what did that look like and why? Uh, as a kid, I was always the chubby kid. Uh, I think I started becoming aware of that I was, you know, the chubby little girl when I had my appendix taken out and the doctor's like, there's too much fat to cut through. And, you know, he told my parents after that, that I needed to lose weight. So, you know, that was where, when it really started, that seed was planted in my head that, oh, you're chubby. You're, you know, you need to lose weight. You need to lose this many pounds. And it just seems like that seed festered into this massive thing that I wish had never happened. But I grew up in a very loving home. I got great parents. Um, I was just always heavy. I ate the same thing my sister ate and she was, she was lean all her life. Uh, just different structure, I guess, in us. And so high school came, I was very heavy by then. My heaviest in high school was around 280, I believe. And I was depressed. I was going to see doctors and getting put on um, antidepressants and all of that, which just made it worse, yeah. I think. And it just, I was just, you know, tanking at that point. I remember days where I'd just cry. Cause I was so unhappy being so fat and, and my sister would try and help me and she didn't know how to help me. And I didn't even know how to help me. Then I started losing weight. I was playing tennis. I played tennis for four years in high school and kind of started getting healthier. That's the end of, end of it is when I started getting healthier and in college and then started drinking and stuff and eating bad and it, it all just kind of gained itself back. But right. I don't, I don't blame it on anything specific. I had a very loving home and other than eating spaghetti a lot, you know, I can't really tell you what, what did it, but yeah. You know what? It had to be the spaghetti because I ate so be. much spaghetti and I, I got up carbs, to 500 man. pounds. Yeah. Car carbs are just bad. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. No, come on. No, I see. So, I, I love that. Just like how relatively normal like that there's nothing wrong with that like no mine was relatively quote-unquote normal john's the only cool story it's like he can blame his on some some pretty cool things i was eh. just like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's the whole dying thing that kind of got a little dark there's a whole dying part and and, and everything but like no like i, I love it because it's it's because it's it's very like it, you can connect to it it's like oh yeah just being the the only quote unquote fat person in your family it's like i feel like i ate the same i feel like i did everything relatively the same mm -hmm. but just it was different right yeah and that's where i do i do always go to this point where it's like these zealots that are always like oh just calories ma'am that's that's the only that's the only thing like you just mm -hmm. ate more i mean it plays mm -hmm. a pull it plays a role but like there's so mm -hmm. much more at play than yeah. that um so so from there, like high school, I was so focused on, you need to lose this many pounds. You need to, you know, and it was mm -hmm. just the whole wrong mindset. I have found now sitting here that that's the wrong mindset for me. I, I don't, I'm really happy where I'm at right now. The, the point for me now is to be super healthy. But back then I just had this seed planted in my head that I needed to lose X amount of pounds to be healthy. And it just, I and do you remember that? What was that? 
that was the doctor saying I needed to lose weight because my appendix, my taking my appendix out was too, was there was too much fat. And he said mm-hmm. I needed to lose weight. And then oh, that, then was, that was, was your first why? Was that, was that your first why? Yeah, that was my first why. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like 10, 11, maybe. Oh, what a dick. <laughs> I can't. What a he dick. was a family friend too, but I don't know. It it's, just... yeah, I mean, I flipped flip the coin here. Like, I'll admit, like, <laughs> like um, every surgeon I ever talked to, they always say, like, hey, being oh, lean yeah. makes, makes surgery easier, easier on me. <laughs> you gotta work today for that porsche right so get on in there buddy <laughs> work today for that porsche. yeah the second oh. why after that was i wanted my belly button pierced and my parents said well lose 20 pounds and then you can go get pierced we'll pay for it so i was like okay i'll lose 20 pounds lost 20 pounds in high school got my belly button pierced just gained it back you know? all right so i got belly button i got a belly button piercing story i have to i have to do it john this is new <laughs> you've never heard this story Guys, it's going to get really good. It, I don't even know what it is, but I know it's peak, new. It's getting good. Peak 410-pound David. This was senior Stop year of high God. school. Please tell me you got your belly button pierced, please. <laughs> so Yeah? Ooh. Um, all my buddies, this was like 10 of my, uh, of my boys. They all were like, David, we'll pay you to get your belly button pierced. And they were, I was like, okay, pay. What are we, what are we talking about? They said a hundred bucks a person. So a thousand dollars to get my belly button pierced. Who wouldn't? I'd get a nipple pierced for that. <laughs> yeah, this is 410 pound day. I mean, I, I would almost rather get my nipple pierced than my belly button pierced, to be honest. But like, literally, I considered it up until the point they said I had to wear a crop top for one day at school. What? And I was like, do I can't it. do it. And I would have done it. You would have done, done it. it. You, you yeah, would have done it for a thousand dollars. For a thousand? Yeah. So it was. Yeah. It was, it was ten boys. It, it, was, it was like ten of my boys for a hundred bucks a piece, or about a thousand dollars, and getting my belly button pierced and going to school with a crop top on. But it was the crop top part that got me. I was like, oh, I'll just well, go do it. That's fine. I don't care. I'll, but yeah. like, no, you, well, you got to show it off. You got to go to school with a crop top. I'm like, Mm-mm. my belly button was too low to be showing things like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Wait, you, it wouldn't have even been a crop pants? top. Oh, you- I, this is the over under question. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love this question. I was um I was a under for a very long time. Okay. And then I had a very stern talking to from my grandma. And she was like, You have to do, you have to wear it over. And I was like, I don't want to. I didn't want to get the line and you know, it'd be all weird and whatever. And she was like, No, you, it makes you look thinner. And I was like, All right, fuck it. You want it done? That's it. Over and then I, I was an over guy ever since, and it sucked. I hated being an over guy. I never, yeah. I, and you know, Britta, you know I me that about that, right? Yes. Like obviously, when you when you got a hundred plus more to use, you got that. And anyone listening, you got yeah. that belly flap. Everyone yeah. freaking knows it. Mm-hmm. I never was an over. I couldn't do it. I literally I just wouldn't wear a belt. To. I just wouldn't yeah. wear a belt. And then oh. it was fine. But if I wore a belt, oh my gosh, it would rub at the, uh, like oh, yeah. underneath the belly like that. And I would get, it would get chafy and bad. I, but space guys yeah. wouldn't wear a belt. Didn't yeah, you dude. do the thing where you tuck the undershirt under and like into your pants to hold it up a little bit or? I no. maybe once or twice, yeah, maybe no. back in the past. No, no but I, I couldn't, I, that's why my, my, he, my largest quote unquote belt size was only a, I think like 48 because I never went over. If I would have went over, yeah. it would have been like a 60. Yeah, I was but a since, 78. Yeah. Mm. But I have since, the belt. <laughs> I have it. I want to say, yeah, my heaviest belt size is like, or basically like, like, like a 50. 
just because mm. I never went over the flap. If you I were so skinny fat. It's disgusting. You're just, right? <laughs> you know, you know, back in high school, everyone thought you were 300 pounds, not 400 pounds. So you're just, you, you look good for 400 yeah. pounds. I loved it. Yeah. I was like 400 pounds. I'd be like, how much you think I weigh? They'd be like, I don't know, like two. Yeah, you right. Yeah, you right. Now I'm like 210. <laughs> All right, Britta, we're back. And we're, we're back. back. So, I think that's a guy thing, the whole over-under thing. Girls don't really go under. No, they don't. No. Girls don't go no. under. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. That's no, a, well. Nah. I can think of a couple, but I think the majority is a dude. Well, thing. girls got the great spanks, and they just lift the shit up. And yeah, y'all got some good shit. Let me tell you and something. Like, mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. suck it in, and you, you can do some wonders. Mm-hmm. Like I bought, I bought compression shorts for the first time, and I was like, oh, this is how they feel. I get it now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> As soon as my thighs was just like, I was like, okay, I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Our secret's out. Yeah. Secret's oh, it, out. Fe- it felt good. <laughs> it felt good. I was strutting. But anyway. Yeah. So you're, you got your, you went through the, the wrong mindset, wrong actions phase, which was losing hundred pounds through laxatives and bullshit, mm-hmm. not doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, as you've kind of, how long between doing it poorly and then, living a heavy life again and then to now was that uh let's see i gained it all back probably well i gained it all back by 2017 i mean plus some but over between 20 2009 and 2017 i'd put on another 120 pounds or so so i just slowly gained it back i was married i lived in north dakota we just drank a lot and went to the bars, especially in the wintertime. There's nothing to do. So. And fight bears? Just eight. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, yeah. that's probably the reason why. you got to get big enough to fight, fight moose and bear. Well, it, you know, to, to be heavy, you stay warmer up there. So. Oh, fact. Oh, that's yeah. such – I'm so cold now all the time. I yeah. hate it. I'm such a blubbering <laughs> bitch now. Excuse me. I, I really am. You, yeah. It's I, true. I'll, you get colder when you lose weight. Bro, 100%. Bro, my remember. bones. Like, I never understood mm-hmm. that saying, like, my bones are cold. And I, oh, oh yeah. God. They hurt now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even only 70 pounds down from my heaviest. I'm like, dang, it's cold now. David, like, that's the real reason why I won't like. visit you in Michigan. I'm, I'm letting you know because I know I cold. get off that. New York point. is the same temperature as us. No, y'all got that off the water bullshit. Well, we got some, yeah, we get some crazy snow here. Yeah. What's the coldest? Uh, what's the coldest you feel up there, David? Well, we had that Arctic thing last year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And years it was ago. so it was negative like thirty. Negative forty five in North Dakota is the coldest yeah. I felt. Yeah. Yeah, it was like negative thirty here. And actually, mm-hmm. I have a video of it on the Arctic blast when the whole city shut down. I jumped into a snow pile in my underwear. And like it was, it was. Oh crazy. wait, I remember that video. Yeah, because I was right after I tore my yeah. knee. I did it with a freaking knee brace on. Yeah, and I'm like, no, Jeez. I'm doing it. It yeah. I literally, I, it, I didn't think it through, because no, really, you don't say. Because <laughs> I didn't. Because I jumped off this this uh, like six foot little wall that was on the bottom was all the snow fluff from the from the uh, truck, and so I jumped it's into ice it. No, I couldn't climb back up it. And so I had to run all the way around inside so a run like 200 yards barefoot in my oh, underwear God, and it's negative 30 out to get back. And I just tore my, like I was a few months post tear, tearing the knee. So I was not dead sprinting and <laughs> I get back. My Bad feet idea. were literally, I could So like it. you're sterile now, right? Like the boys oh, yeah, were gone. just frozen. Yeah, all, yeah. Okay, cool. Gone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even exist. I amputee. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I didn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Hello. Well, Hello. anyway. That's why back. we never see his ankles or anything. <laughs> That's not what John was thinking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, yeah. oh, and that was the top moment of this podcast all year, right? We're, we're pulling it back. You know how we're much pulling... stuff goes over my head, you guys, like all the time. Right, I'm basically I'm basically Drax. Come on. Oh my god, that was a great reference. Thank you. I'm that's I'm gonna call you Drax from now on. Yeah, you're welcome. It. All right, we're pulling it back. So as you went through that point, so now we're now we're into the the, the Brita that is honestly doing it for the right reasons. That mm-hmm. is that is figuring out that lifestyle that fits her her vibe Mm -hmm. vegan was a part of it but i just heard before we started this there was something else involved which i'm intrigued there was so share with me like this transition of losing 70 pounds obviously COVID hit everybody and so you got to give yourself some grace with that um but kind of fill us in there so it really started uh 2016 i lost my sister she was killed and i just skyrocketed after that up to 300 pounds it through 2016 to really 2018 and I finally I went through a divorce in that time also some life-changing experiences that were awful um managed to keep my feet on the ground somehow with a lot of help from friends and family and music and uh all the dogs all my dogs are from a rescue that I worked with up there and redirecting my really dark where I was in life my that dark space I was to helping animals Mm -hmm. started to pull me back out of where I was Mm -hmm. and uh, I went pescatarian first and so no beef or pork or chicken turkey anything like that I was eating some fish here and there and I really loved that um, that that uh, diet I loved I'm not a huge meat person so it was really good for me I think it got my feet wet into the whole plant-based thing and then, of course, uh, keto started, I, it started just flashing before my eyes all over mm-hmm. Instagram. So, you know, I was still in the mindset then, 2018, that I just, I needed to lose weight to get to this number and, you know, to do all this. And everyone says, keto, you lose a lot of weight and everything. So I did it. And it's true. You can lose a lot of weight on keto. It, and it just wasn't something that could stick, stick in my lifestyle. I couldn't eat bacon all the time. It grossed me out touching it. You know, I don't even like. There's gonna be a lot of people listening, going, "Blasphemy!" Yeah. Oh gosh. So I ate so much with keto, and I did lose weight. And um, so 2018, I moved back from North Dakota to California after my divorce, and move in down here, and started keto. Started losing weight. Everything was great, and I started. Uh, my mindset changed after we went through the murder trial for my sister, the, the person who killed her. And after that was done, it was really like um, we had a, it gave us a lot of closure that being done because that was four years of waiting for that to happen and be done. Or I'm sorry, three years of waiting for that trial to happen and be done. And it gave us some closure when that was finalized. And it was there was a moment at some point where I was like, I need to start living for Leslie, for my sister, for her daughter, Cora, for my niece and nephew that live with me and my sister-in-law and my family, because it was finally like, it was time that we needed to start living again. And I can't explain when it was, I don't even remember when it was, but um, things started to shift from, I don't think I'm going to make it through this 
to, oh, I made it through it. And now it's time to start living for her because everything else would just be a travesty. So I switched over and, um, started the key, started keto. And then, uh, I snapped my leg in September playing softball and I kind of tanked again a little softball. Yeah. I played co-ed softball and I was running and I gave myself a high ankle sprain on my, on one of my legs and it was awful. I like the whole thing just exploded basically. Mm. So that kind of knocked me out for a few months. And then I started getting back on track again, went into 2020 and had got down to one of my lowest weights as an adult, like in the two twenties and then COVID and I just gained it all back. And so I tried doing keto again after COVID and I just couldn't, I'm, I'm good at friends. Well, you know, Instagram friends with a fit little vegan. And oh, that's my girl. Shout out to Kayla. I know she changed me her posts and stuff. I've got a big heart for animals and her posts just kind of changed my life. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. I even tried keto after COVID and I was like, Nope. Someone needs it. to make that a book, Keto After COVID. I think that is like the greatest thing in the world. That is amazing. Anyway, yeah. continue, but I just had to say that. Yeah, so I tried it, and it literally would just make me sick. So I switched over. I just cold turkey one day, cut all the meat and the animal products out of my life, and it was the best decision I've ever made because I've had the most delicious food of my entire life, and I eat like crazy, and I do it for the animals. I'm not doing it for the diet. That's no longer my mindset. That's no longer like, I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now. I know I need to keep getting healthy so I can climb bigger mountains and my heart's in better shape and all of that. But I did it for the animals and it's something I believe in. And Mm -hmm. so that was the answer I needed. Something other than a number on the scale or what I look like in the mirror and doing it so I can be closer to the stars and my sister and be here for my niece and nephew and skate with them whenever I want. And that was the life-changing moment. Um, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That takes a, that takes a lot of like just power within yourself in order to come to terms with that, you know? Yeah. It was uh, after the trial is when we got that moment, the, okay, we need to start living again for her. That changed a lot of us. A lot of healing happened after that. And then, oh, yeah finding my why and the right reason for getting healthy was life-changing. I, this is, I, you know, I said last week, I believe it was that I don't, I've lost the same 60 pounds over and over and over again and gained it back and lost it again. But this time it's so different because I have, you know, ALG, but any day that I'm struggling, I could come to anyone on there and get some support that I need. But also the why and the reason is something I truly believe in for once. So yeah. yeah, that's when you know it's 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 real. Like, I mean, people say in a lot of ways. We've said in a lot of ways on on the podcast thus far, but it's like the number on the scale can be a a focused target of like, hey, am I making progress? I mean, that that's mm-hmm. it has its place. But if the number is on the scale is the reason why you're doing yeah. it, mm-hmm. is never going to sustain. Like, it's like my right. post today, like. I, I'm very conf like I I'm so like you look at a before and after picture and it's like I'm not gonna lie it's called vanity I'm like I look fucking good like I'm like damn like this is sweet but getting my blood test results back from two days ago and seeing my my where my cholesterol's at where my triglycerides are at I mean I'm in peak fucking shape 
and mm-hmm. six, eight years ago, I was, <laughs> the doctors were saying I'm not living past 40. Right. <laughs> like, that's what it's about. And yeah. like, you talk about um, being there for, for your nieces and yeah. nephews, like that's what it's really there for. So no, right. I really respect that. Yeah. The, the number on the scale still messes with my mind. Mm-hmm. If I, I do weigh myself, I do measurements also, but there's those days where it gets into my brain and I, I have like, I have to have these little pep talks with myself sometimes. Like, you know, you ate like crap the other day, or, you know, uh, you, you've gained some water, you're feeling bloated and stuff. And no matter what the number says, don't let it mess with you. And I literally have to have pep talks with myself all the time. 100%. But, yeah. It's, it's- I'm working on it. We're so like, we're just taught that it, we're taught for so long that the scale matters. So that's why it's, it's so hard mm-hmm. to disconnect from that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I, I personally yeah. never go on a scale. If I go, if I weigh myself once every four months, it's a lot. It's so funny. Cause like, I yeah, love, see, it is. but no, the, the, this is what I fucking love. Like, cause again, my biggest thing is, and this is what like, there's this one dietitian that keeps popping up my TikTok, and she pisses me off because it's the classic bullshit of my way is the best and any oh, way yeah. is bullshit. I love it those fuck, people. It fucking, like, her whole thing is, is, oh, well, oh, hello. Ah, there we go. There we go. Gotcha. Um, ah. but her, her whole thing is like, well, if it involves the diet, it's bad. And it's about intuitive eating. And if it's a diet, it's bad. And it's like, no, 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 no. What's your, some people call intuitive eating a diet. Right. Like, again, it like, is now. It's a fad. It's, it's another new fad. And it just drives mm-hmm. me nuts because it's like, for what? what disempowers john for like or or like you britta for for getting on the scale and be like no no no, no I'm, I'm 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 more than the scale it empowers me because i'm like hey whether you like it or not the 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 number on the scale to a degree is accountability that's how it is for me oh yeah and like and for me it's like every time i step on the scale each morning depending on like obviously i give myself grace because i understand there's fluctuations yes. but like if i gained weight for a week and a half straight it's not fucking mysticism. Like, it's not like, like, that's what it is to me. And it's like, all right, Mm -hmm. if I did this wrong for a week and a half, two weeks straight, guess what? It's, it's not, it's, it's not just like bubbles and sunshine. Ah. Like there's a reason for it. But it all, listen, it also took me a long time in order to like not allow myself to weigh myself every day. You know know what I mean? Like I was addicted to seeing a number, watching it drop. Yep. And then, I had to change that whole mindset in order to be comfortable within my own skin. Not because, not because it, in any way the scale was going back up again, just because I was, I was stuck in that loop of like, okay, now you need to weigh yourself. Okay. Now you need to weigh yourself. Okay, now you need, like, and that was driving me more nuts than, you know, eating properly or going to the gym or anything like that. Like I had mastered that, like right. black belt, whatever, however you rank shit in your, in your life. I was, I was there. Yeah. No, I'll never do that. that yeah. No, we're not called PhDs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I, no and, and, I, you go, you go. I'm, uh, that's something I, I learned from all of you guys, like, and, and all that to use it as a tool. Uh, many of the other girls on there have told me that use it as a tool of measurement or something, but it, it doesn't define where, where, how successful I'm doing anymore. And it used right. to. So. And, and it's, it's so much, it's so much fun where everyone can decide on what that number is. What is that? Is it, is it transformation picks? Is it the number on the scale? Is it getting a body fat percentage scanner? Is it looking at your uh, blood levels? Is it um, getting off no, all your that. medications? It doesn't really yeah. matter what it is. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like, all right, I am in a healthy place right now. 
and I need to change it. Like that's where it needs to be. Yeah. My measurement now of, of how well I'm doing is how my clothes fit. As long as they continue, stop it. Sorry. The dogs. I love it. She gives them these little side eyes. She's just, I'm going to beat your ass. (laughs) Get you later. (laughs) No, well, Nova will make eye contact with me and be like, okay, fine. I'll stop. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, my measurement now of, of how well I'm doing is how my clothes feel, how I feel. Honestly, it's more how my brain is doing because yes. my mental game has been a disaster up until mm-hmm. four months ago, five oh, months yeah. ago. You know, it's, it's just that is my number one struggle every single day is my mental game. And define, I can get out there. I'm intrigued. Define mental game. What do you mean by mental game? Oh, waking up and choosing to be in a good mood even sometimes. Okay. Like I, I've always have these bouts of depression, moodiness. Ask my sister-in-law. Like I'm my the Kling family can be a moody family. But sometimes I just no vibe. Sometimes I just wake up. She just up wants and to I'm see like, me. That's what it is. I know. She just she knows she can hear you probably. <laughs> uh sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, uh another day do I want to get up and exercise do I want to do this or that but the last few months of my routine of skating or walking or following some sort of exercise routine I did Poros challenge one month that helped a ton just knowing I need to get up and do something that has saved me because there are still these days where I'm like can't do it not gonna do it and yet I'm lacing up my shoes and putting them on and going outside so my mental game is not hating the reflection in the mirror, uh, like recognizing that I've actually made changes in my life that are significant because they are extreme changes and they are significant, but my brain sometimes just tells me, you've done nothing. What, what are you even doing this for? And I literally have to tell myself, shut, you know, shut it. You have done something. You're doing something right now. Yeah, because I mean, that's so big with me is like, it, and it goes, that's why I like so far, like for most of these episodes, we have average everyday people. It's like, it's not about Will Smith. It's not about, I mean, Will Smith, I respect you. It's like all these people, I respect you, but it's, it's always mm-hmm. fun um, hearing from what we consider average everyday people that it's like, it doesn't feel like it's somehow oh, it's only for the elite. It's only for them to change. It's only for them to say these things. And Mm -hmm. I find it fascinating too, how I say this over and over and over again. It is wild how our brains are not our friends. Like Mm -hmm. they're just tool. It's a tool just like anything else. Like what you ask, your brain is just a big old flipping supercomputer. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And whether you like it or not, whatever you ask of it, it's just going to give you an answer. If you Mm -hmm. ask yourself, why do I suck? Why do I hate myself? It's just going to give you fucking answers. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you start getting the, that, that habit of why am I a fucking badass? Why am I a sexy, hot piece of chiseled man meat? You start going, well, look at these. I ask myself this every day. I love that term. I don't know why the girls hate it so much. I love it. Chiseled piece of man meat. Yep. I I love it. I know who's cringing out there. I know in the squad. (laughs) I know who's cringing out there. Every single female that's going to listen to this is cringing. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. There goes our woman viewers. There goes our (laughs) There they go. Uh, uh, See you later. And they're gone. And they checked out. I love it. But um, so kind of from from here, what is like the when over the last five, six months with the way things have been doing it, the 
vegetarian, plant-based nutrition side of things. Um, and then the workout you did Poro, what you say you love to skate define, like what is skating? Like, so for example, is it ice skating? Is it, what kind of skating are we talking about? Wait, I don't think you follow my Instagram. No, I do. I do. I know. I know it. I know (laughs) the answer. I I know the answer. I'm saying it in the context of anyone not knowing you. I promise I know. No, I roller skate on quad skates for force wheels on each one. And that really started during COVID. I was bored and, you know, I bought some skates and started skating and I wasn't able to do even one single, you know, little half block in my neighborhood. Now I do 10 miles sometimes in the morning on my skates. So wow. I roller skate, like what I do for exercise, um, I quit my gym after I broke up with a boyfriend because I didn't want to run into him there anymore. And I was like, I'm just going to do my home workout kind of stuff. And my sister-in-law does street parking. So I joined street parking. So I have a little home gym. We have a home gym that we use in our garage. And I roller skate, and I love running. I love jogging. Nova, I love jogging and running. Um, I'm actually signed up for my first half marathon next year. I've okay. had a dream of running one my for years and years and years. So I just I kind of have dreams. I literally make my dreams come true because I will dream yes. of spinning on ice skates or skating. So I bought skates and I started practicing spinning and I dream of running. Like if I have a dream that I'm running a marathon, I just wake up and I go run the next day. So I, I literally just dream about what I want to do and I go do it. I like that. So yeah. That's, that's intuitive dreaming. Yeah, intuitive I, dreaming. I dream okay. every single night. I remember every single dream. And usually if it's something like physical, like, oh, I had a dream I was in a cycle race or something like that. I'll go ride my bike for 10 miles. You know, I just, it just makes me happy doing stuff like that. So I don't really have like, oh, on Mondays I do this, on Tuesdays I do this. I literally fly by the seat of my pants every single day because, yeah, I'm just wait, like, wait, no, 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 to lose weight, to live a healthy lifestyle, you need to, you need to, you need to have your, you need to have your, your, your squat jumps one day. You have to get your, you, you just have, you have to do P90X. That will, if you're not, that mindset failed me for, I was in that mindset for 22 years. Mm-hmm. And I was in the all or nothing mindset for 22 years. And that finally stopped, you know, this year in January or so after my ankle healed. And no, I, I just kind of do what I want now. And if I want to skate, I'll skate. If I start tripping over my feet, I'll go flip my big military tire around that I named Madge. So I always set a date with Madge during the week and go flip her around. And yeah, it's literally whatever I want to do. But, I mean, so dope. A hundred percent. And that actually goes back to one of the things you know, with, with the intuitive eater nutritionists on, on TikTok that I see a lot. I don't it's know not, what that is. Who is she? Because now I feel like we have to reach out to her and have her on here. So you guys can argue for 40 minutes. Uh, I don't even know. I, I, I could, I'll have to look her up. Um, she just pops up a lot. She's like 130 K now. Um, but intuitive eating is just the idea of like you any any type of restriction if you count your macros if you weigh your food if you're keto if you're vegetarian if you associate yourself to any individual program you're wrong you're wrong and you need to feel your body if you want to feel if you want to feel like you need a snickers bar you eat that snickers bar and it's like this hoity-toity 
Like it doesn't really work, work for people with addictions. One hundred percent. Exactly. Thank it's you. like it's like four hundred ten pound David. <laughs> yeah. You tell him I can intuitively eat a, chi- a, a a Reese's peanut butter cup every so often. I'll mm-hmm. eat fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it's, my intuitive. It's so often. Yeah. 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 Like no, or, for me, I needed that heavy restriction, that heavy focus mm-hmm. to reset myself, and then I'm like, now I've intuitively eaten. Like now Ooh. I'm like, okay, I can do these things. But like to say that to do it from the start. Right. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. It, that, that, it doesn't work for everyone. Thinking, but, yeah. yeah, it doesn't work for everyone. But going back to what mm-hmm. you were saying with like, you're very much in that intuitive kind of just like, hey, I know I need to work out, but how I go about it, you know what? Today it's going to be flipping some, some, yeah. some tires. Madge. Tomorrow it's going to be, we're going to flip it Nash. Tomorrow Madge. it's going to be Madge or Nash? Madge. 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 <laughs> tomorrow Madge. it's going to be. We're spelling bee at the end of this thing. <laughs> All right, A, B, C, or D. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. It, and it can and go from hiking to biking to whatever you fucking feel like it. No, and yeah. I love that. But in a it, box with a fox? In a box with mm-hmm. a fox. Mm-hmm. On a night yeah. with a bike. <laughs> I'm a gangster. Yeah, you sound like it. We gangster. No, but I, I, I love that because it's like, again, it's, but you're, you're in the right headspace going back to the foundation of it, which is like, you're doing this for the right reasons. You have the right frame of mind. And so the actions don't seem so aggressive anymore. Now, it doesn't mean, right. just like you said, not every single day you're going to be like, I want to go flip Madge, Nash around. <laughs> yeah. Ma- Madge, Nash, di- Madge. You know, Madge. like the old, yeah. M-A-D-G-E, Madge. Madge. Yeah. Or flip Madge yeah. around. But whatever it is, you're just like, no, I have to because it's it's the yeah. right thing to do. Not because I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I have to do this program. I gotta finish mm-hmm. it. So like, mm-hmm. no, I, can, I I love that. Yeah, that that really saved me getting out of that that mindset that I had to do something. So. So what was your favorite even, fad diet? I love asking this, people this question. What was your favorite favorite fad? fad? Diet? Yeah. Obviously, been, obviously, it didn't work. But like, what was your favorite fad no. diet? I didn't really have a, fat, a favorite because I hated I hated it all. I, I felt <laughs> like I had to do something. Mm-hmm. This one is the only one, the only, and I, when I say diet, I, I, you know, there's the diet, the keto diet and stuff like that. My diet now is plant-based, but it's really just how I live my life. I don't feel like I'm on a diet anymore. Like I oh, don't restrict because you're my living food. a lifestyle, right? Is that why? <laughs> yeah. I, just, I don't That's restrict my yeah. food, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just kind really, of it's fun, right? When I'm hungry, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, my, Isn't that a crazy thought su- process to have? The most successful fab diet I did was keto. Right. No, that's not right. I think plant-based has been more successful than keto farming. So what was the craziest fad diet you did? Oh, just drinking alcohol and, you know. No, that it doesn't salads. count. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I'm definitely going to say it's the freaking laxatives, the laxatives and, and the beer. Did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was probably... You know, I don't know. I've tried everything. I've tried no carbs, but normal eating. You know, I've tried keto. I've tried weight, weight watchers. I've tried everything, everything under the book. So uh, they were all just very unsuccessful for me. So I can't say any of them were favorited or crazy because they're all crazy to me now. But, okay. Yeah. So where, where do you see your journey taking you next besides the peak of the highest mountain you could get on? Uh, I really want to start bodybuilding at some point and get really strong oh, and muscular and you want to get yeah. yoki mm, i just want to get you're gonna take some tests you're gonna get roided out no <laughs> okay i just want to get strong i want to be able to 
do anything that I, you know, if I, if I see a I bar, I want to pick up a truck. Basically, I want to tip something over if I want to tip something over. So, I feel that. Yeah. No, I really want to run my, mar- my half marathon, do some hiking. I would really love to do some extreme peaks, hit some extreme peaks. And uh, overall health is really my only goal. Really, I just want to experience life more than I have the last 32 years of my life. So. I love it. It's mm-hmm. crazy because you're like the totally different Britta than the Britta I met when you first walked into the first ALG call. I was a mess back then. Yeah, I was a real mess. You got ALG really saved me. I'm not joking. It saved me last week. David, when I wrote that, I was like, you, ALG saved me last week when I needed someone to, you know, help me with some advice and stuff. So, yeah, I love this group. This group is one of the, is, I, I put all of my success on joining this group because I have had many situations. You guys saw me when the anniversary of my sister being killed came around. I was a mess. And that is generally when I will fall off the wagon and just be like, eh, screw it. So having you guys there and getting to talk everything through and people constantly checking in saved me. I'm not joking when I say it saves me. ALG saves me. Well, we appreciate that. That kind of really pulled at my heartstrings now thank you um and uh it does every day for me because i'll wake up sometimes and i'm like oh god like you know just one of those days and i'll go check out your guys's pages anyone in the alg group the pages and the constant tags of you know their successes and everything and i'm like get up retta just go do something you know get up and move so yeah that and that's something i've never had before in the last 20 years of doing this was a major support group that's helped pull me through it. So, and I think that's something, well, I mean, obviously I think that that's something that's lacking in the area that we are in. Truth. I mean, that's, that's like, and that's, it's kind of funny. I talk about my book on that point where it's like, I call it the, um, the gym partner fallacy. Yes. Which is like, what do most people do, especially in weight loss, but it could be for, it could be anything. It could be, you, you suck at relationships and you, or whatever it may be. And it's like, let me go find someone who's in as awful a situation as I am and ask them to support, let's support each other and transform. It doesn't, it, little rascals, <laughs> bunch of whippersnappers. How many dogs no, do you have? I have three of my own, the three big fat ones. And then I have a little foster chihuahua Don't call dog. Nova fat ever again. <laughs> she ever is again. fat. She's, She's the biggest, fat. baddest baby out there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But, I have uh, three and then a foster. Three and a foster. Mm-hmm. But the, the, one, the one thing just to, fit, to, to close it out was just the idea of like, we always tend to, to harbor with someone that's like in the equal or worse situation to like hold us accountable. And it's like, or <laughs> you could leverage the momentum of someone that's just figuring it out. And then it's mm-hmm. like, wow, it just seems so much more doable because it's right. like mm-hmm. you i mean for your situation Britta, like do you feel i think that's one of the things i like about the alg community the most is that everyone feels relatively open to kind of share their where they're at because there's so much momentum of like success no one feels like they're holding anyone back no yeah. Like you're like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to grab a hold. I need some momentum. So I'm going to hold, but no, one, I, I, I think a lot of people have that, which is like, I want to ask someone for help, but I feel like I'm going to be a burden on them. And, uh, and this, I feel like the community does a really good job at like, Hey, you're not going to hold anyone back. So yeah. You, no, even, even people who are going through their own things and have openly 
you know, message and needed some input, you can still put something on there. And they're the first, sometimes the first ones to turn around and say, Hey, been there, felt that, you know, this helped me through it, or they're still going through it. And they're like, I feel you, you know, someone at least feels what you're going through. So it's really mind boggling to me, the group and how many people can just are immediately available if you need some input on something. Yeah. How many times can we say chosen piece of man meat in one in one group text in one Discord server? Many times. Smokey, stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I love it. It's fun. It gives you I dynamic. Everyone sitting there. How many dogs does she have? I mean, honestly, Britta's on a cell phone and she's had the best audio and visual whole podcast. So literally yeah. best and the best connection. It's yeah. it's kind of comical. You all got that good Wi-Fi out there in Cali. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm the only one home, so I better. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, I think it's about time we're going to wrap this puppy up. Uh, before uh, we do, I do have some special questions for you, if you're mm-hmm. ready to answer them. Ready. Are you? All right, cool. Britta, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with yourself at, hmm, when you were eating those laxatives and drinking them Budweiser, what, yeah. uh, what would you say to yourself? I'd say knock it off and say stop. Oh man, I missed out on so much life back then. I'd tell that girl to stop and think what she's doing and make better decisions. And this is not the answer for happiness in the future. Not yeah. at all. I'd say be thankful you're, you've lost weight the way you have. Now fix it. Fix your brain because everything else was fine, but the brain, the brain was so messed up. I'd say go talk to someone and fix it. So, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Britta, you're pretty good with this, so I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear your answers. Um, could you give the people listening at home three solid pieces of advice? They don't have to be about weight loss. It could be about anything, but three really good pieces of advice. Uh, first piece of advice for weight loss would be don't think it's all or nothing. If you're going to have Thanksgiving and eat and whatever, that's great. Enjoy it. The next day, don't think that you screwed yourself and let it all go and fall off that wagon, you know, or even a weekend or anything like that. It Don't think that everything you've done is lost because the scale went up by one pound, two pounds, three pounds, whatever. Just get back on track. Just keep going. Uh, the next one would be to read. If you... read what people write on their Instagram posts. If you joined Instagram for inspiration and motivation and you follow all these accounts, read what those people are writing because the answers are there that you're going to need to make it successful. I did a whole lot of following and liking and all that in the beginning and pictures. I liked the pictures. What I missed was reading what people who have been there, done that and made it successful, failed made it successful again, are saying. The answers are there. Read what people write under their pictures. Um, The third thing would be, uh, be brave. It's going to be a rough ride. It's always, there's ups and downs. Just hunker down and pull through it and be nice to people. Be nice to those around you. You don't know the whole story about what everyone's going through and what caused them to get where they're at or how they're even doing on that day that they post little happy selfie on Instagram. You don't really know. So be nice to yourself. Be nice to people around you. Lift people up and it'll come back to you. What you put out there comes back. So, Fuck yes. That last one. 
That last mm-hmm. one, that last one, that last one. I'm not going to lie. I like the first one the most, but that's just me. Hey, <laughs> you're not first, you're last, I guess. You're not, you're um, not first, you're last. You're not first, you're last. <laughs> no, I, I love that last one just because it was the first. No, one, no one's what? ever said that. <laughs> oh, no one's yeah. Ever, no one's ever said the all or nothing with like just the idea of like, hey, you're going to fuck up. Like, oh, yeah. don't, don't take it as an all or nothing. Like, you're, Thanksgiving, I think everyone needs to hear more than ever right now. Like, mm-hmm. the amount of people that can not eat like a complete asshole on thanksgiving slash christmas is a fucking saint and yeah. <laughs> i ain't yeah. one of them i don't like thanksgiving so never yeah. did you don't how many days beyond call, thanksgiving call. are we what? like a week yeah even people who haven't gotten back track since thanksgiving oh, yeah. just stop mm-hmm. just get back but on you, track. you can Who call cares? me on christmas eve and christmas day and i'll let you know how i'm hanging like the same food what's the difference you fuck off. You don't know proper fucking Italian fucking Christmas Eve. Right? I don't believe it. Same thing. Get the fuck out of here. Bullshit. I don't, I don't even like spaghetti. I don't even like you. Fuck off. Oh man. This seems personal even, at this point. I don't even like the Sopranos. Oh wow. <gasps> you take that back. You love it. You take it back now. Take You're back. lucky he hasn't met you in person. Take David. it back. Take, it, take back. it back. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it is, it is, it is <laughs> cinematic fucking greatness, right? Television <laughs> history. Anyway, anyway, before I have to go and fucking kill David, um, Britta, where can we find you on social media? Uh, Britta and the Beast. Britta underscore and underscore the underscore Beast. Is it one Britta underscore or two? Beast. I feel like it's two underscores, like together. Mm. The big it's space. One. It's is one. It? Britta and yeah, it's just one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's Britta and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can find her. Yeah, mm-hmm. He has good stories. Yeah, Great hiking a lot of skating. A lot of yeah. hiking. Yeah, a lot of hiking. Well, Britta, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I hope that you had a really good time. Um, I David, did. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> um, if, <laughs> I just want to thank everyone for listening in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me at JRP's underscore journey. You can find her, Britta and the Beast. You can find David in the bottom of a hole somewhere. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, we're, we're out of time now, folks. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And you the can rest find him weekend. next to Jimmy Hoffa and go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We're done oh now. Gosh. Thanks for coming. Oh, I love you Thanks, guys. guys. Y'all, y'all come back now, you hear? Y'all come back now, you hear? Well, David's not coming back. But... <laughs>